Thought maybe you boys might be interested in putting on a big-time wrestling bout. You know, make a nice hunk of dough for yourself. It's time to play! Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Morgan, you're out of here. You don't have the right temperament for the trade. You're a dead man. What am I supposed to do? There's always barber college. Frankie, I know you're a great wrestler, but my brother, who ain't as handsome as you, is as strong as Charles Atlas. Yeah, but I've wrestled women that are bigger than him. Sure, you got fat, sloppy women. Hello and welcome to Camel Clutch Cinema. This is the podcast where we talk about movies that either star wrestlers or have wrestling in it. And today we're doing a special episode where we're going to talk to some special guests. I'm Guy Hutchinson. I'm here with Mr. Craig Cohen. Craig, how are you? I am good and I'm still slightly marking out. Oh man, this is fantastic. So we just finished this interview. It's with Tommy Avalone, who is an independent filmmaker from the Philadelphia area. And then Philadelphia's own the legendary... ECW original, the Blue Meanie are both with us, and they wow us with some incredible stories. Oh, yeah. I mean, we definitely uh, went down some roads I didn't think we'd get to, but man, it made for a great, exciting interview. Make sure to go to the website, wastedapples.com, which is where you can find out about all of Tommy's movies. He's got Community College, Miss December, and Mancation, all of which are very exciting. You're going to want to hear all about this. And there's some amazing derailments of this conversation that you won't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this camel clutch cinema. We have two fantastic guests on the line. We have Tommy Avalone, who's a filmmaker, independent filmmaker in Philadelphia. And then we have an ECW original, The Great Blue Meanie on the line. How are you both doing tonight? Doing great. How you doing? Hello. Oh, man, this is exciting. I really love independent film, and I think it's fantastic that you found a way to incorporate independent film and professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, everyone on part of my team is huge wrestling fans, so uh, Meanie really opened that door for us, and uh, when we did community college, he was our first wrestler, and ever since then, we wanted to make movies with wrestlers and boy bands, boy band members, and uh, the wrestling thing is what stuck. Let's let's knock out the titles right off the top and where people can find them, you know, some of the web information. What do you have? Well, uh, Community College is out on DVD right now, and you can find that on uh, communitycollegesucks.com. That's on uh, Amazon, bestbuy.com, all that jazz. You could save it on Netflix. Uh, Mancation drops October 9th. That's in stores, uh, Redbox, iTunes, everywhere. Comcast on demand, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you can get that sucker anywhere except for the theaters. Uh, and Miss December, Kevin Smith is putting out, and that's exclusively through Comcast for like 90 days. And after that, it's, it's everywhere else and on DVD. Wow, fantastic. And, and so, what is your website? Oh, wastedapples.com it's that's the best way to find everything is wastedapples.com meanie i want to know when you started out doing wrestling did you ever think that this would be your second career was working in films uh i i love doing it because uh you know unlike wrestling if i uh, make a mistake i get to get m multiple takes you know <laughs> uh i think uh, professional wrestling kind of helped set me up and get me got me ready to do some uh on-screen acting just for the fact that in wrestling, if you mess up, I mean, it's live and you, there's no retakes. So uh, 
I think that helped prepare me because, you know, I could pretty much nail my lines, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, being in front of the camera. I'm, I, I feel comfortable in front of a camera. And uh, I get to, you know, pretty much just be myself. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate, you know, to work with Tommy and, you know, because he's such a talented, you know, director and writer. And uh, I'm, I'm just fortunate that somebody would want to, you know, ha- you know, trust me and trust my name to be a- associated with their product, you know, that, you know, they think my name would, you know, help uh, help the product out. So I'm very fortunate, very happy to do this. Uh, it hurts a lot less. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. Well, when you talk about learning your lines, no one was afraid to sell, sell, tell you you were bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, now, how did you guys, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met through our radio show. I used to work for the kid Chris show in Philadelphia and me and he would call up all the time and I would be the phone screener. And I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> when you was be this? Now we get like weird callbacks and hangups, you know. <laughs> I can hear you breathing, you know, just weird stuff like that. So. Well, the first thing we ever shot with Meany was community college, and he uh, plays a, a masseuse. Yes. And so here we are, you know, these fans of like uh, you know professional wrestling, and he has to put someone on a table, but just rub his back. Yeah. So we were very nervous about having a table in front of a, a old ECW wrestler. Yeah, you know, the guy gets on the table, and I go to uh, you know be a masseuse and. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm supposed to, you know, uh, do the total opposite of putting through a table. So I, I, I had to take some uh, great restraints there. So. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this one. So Community College, what's the plot of this film? It's a great movie. It's uh, it's four guys and their uh, their love for uh, alcohol and their ability to get free drinks. And so they keep going to their bar that they like to go to all the time. And it starts to close like they they. Jesus, I hate pitching. <laughs> Go to communitycollegesucks.com. The trailer is there. It's pretty great. But uh, it's pretty much these guys, they go, to, they go to school. They barely go to school. They go to a bar. They get free drinks. And when that bar is about to, like, close, they go to the community college to get graduation money to, you know, uh, save the bar. Right. I'm really not the best at pitching. I can make a movie pretty okay. But pitching, I'm not the best. No, it looks it looks fantastic. I. I do want to say um, that I also saw that Scotty Schwartz is in this movie. Yes. And Scotty Schwartz, who is also a, a big professional wrestling fan. That's what I was going to say. And I figure you know yeah. his backstory in wrestling. Well, yeah. Well, uh, when I met him, uh, you know, when I went back to ECW, he used to uh, I used to run into him. And he would talk to me about how he would go see old Bill Watts UWF shows. And, you know, he came out to the ECW shows. And him and Jack Victory are just talking about you know, the old school wrestling days. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, the kid I grew up watching, you know, getting his tongue stuck to a pole, you know, <laughs> was probably a wrestling fan around the same age I was. So it, it was, it's, it was pretty cool, you know, this, to see how, you know, who likes wrestling, you know, cause a lot of people are closet wrestling fans and, you know, they only admit it, you know, when it's cool to watch again, but just to see of a guy, you know, who's pretty much around the same age I am, or maybe a little bit older, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, he was a fan too, so that you know, that was I always thought that was neat. Yeah, he said that uh, he used to go to MSG, you know, and, and try to help, you know, uh, set up the ring and stuff, you know, when he was younger because he was so, you know, a star. He had been in, you know, the movie with Richard Pryor and everything, so people knew who he was, and so he. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's really interesting to see. And then, of course, he's had quite an quite an interesting career in film as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
there's several genres. <laughs> have you seen? But, uh, have you seen any of it? Does does he does he bring uh, it around no. with him on his phone? <laughs> no, 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 no. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I mean, he was just in the porn though. It wasn't like he was like having sex. Is that true? I think he had a stunt double. Ah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. Oh. here again, going back to the 80s, and when he uh, did this, I remember seeing Entertainment Tonight, and they were like, Scotty Schwartz <laughs> going to adult films, and they were showing like little excerpts, you know, and just like, yeah, all right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Bob Levy uh, wrote a porn, and isn't as in a porn, and uh, he's also in community college. Ah. So porn and community college. And he used to be a wrestler. Uh, Bobby Slayer, I think. Was yeah. <laughs> wow. He, he uh, broke in with the uh, Wild Samoans and uh, used to wrestle up in Allentown. So that's that's kind of unique when he told me about that. Cause, and then I finally saw the footage of him actually wrestling. I was like, oh, he wasn't lying. <laughs> <laughs> were you, Meany, were you trepidatious about doing any acting when you started? Or was it something that you took to right away? I mean, cutting promos, things like that, I guess, is certainly a lot of good experience for it. But was there some, you know, uncomfortability once you got behind the camera or in front no, of it? No, uh, I mean, uh, my first, uh, I guess, serious acting role was uh, I have a friend in, uh, from North Carolina, Richard O'Sullivan, who lives in New York now. He wrote a movie called uh, Communication Breakdown. And uh, his style, writing style, my friend Dan Lashley's style, and Tommy's style all seem very familiar. So, uh, I mean, just great comedic writing. And uh, we were on the same wrestling uh, message board. I mess- mentioned in passing that I would love to do some uh, acting. It's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? This is my mm-hmm. friend Richard, of course. And uh, I went down to North Carolina for a couple of days and filmed a, a role for his movie, Communication Breakdown. And then with that... Uh, you know, post 9-11, like a week after 9-11, I was living in California. I got a chance to do the Nikki Cox show, uh, which was a show about uh, a Vegas uh, dancer whose boyfriend moonlighted as a professional wrestler. So, uh, you know, my friend uh, Ron Rivera, who was, you know, on that show casting the wrestlers, had me come on. And, you know, it, it just felt like a natural fit, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, go from the ring to in front of the camera because basically it's, it's all the same thing, you know. It's just uh, you're 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 trying to sell a story and uh, or a storyline or a plot, and you know you're trying to get people to suspend their uh, disbelief, and you know, you're trying to give people a form of uh, escapism, you know, you know, whether it's professional wrestling or acting in the movie, and you're trying to give people that escape, you know, from their uh, everyday daily lives. So, was it uh, hard to switch over? Nah, I mean, it was like uh, I felt like you know, it felt like you know, like a it was just all way too familiar, you know, because, you know, being in WWE and in front of their cameras and pay-per-views and doing, you know, vignettes and promos and stuff like that. Uh, it's just like acting, you know, except, uh, you know, like I said before, if you uh, mess up, you get a you get a <laughs> second take where in wrestling, if you mess up, the fans will let you know. Right. I do but- have one more porn story. Oh, sweet. <laughs> well, before you get to that, I do want to mention, though, Meanie is still wrestling. I've seen you wrestle within the past year. So I, yeah, I don't want people to I, think. I just wrestle with my conscience now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm still Dude. in. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my go-to line. Uh, yeah, I still wrestle in the indies uh, when promoters aren't canceling their shows. <laughs> and uh, and uh, 
you know, uh, I got a couple of dates coming up, like October 6th in Vineland, New Jersey, and uh, I'm doing stuff with uh, Extreme Reunion, which is now Extreme Rising. If you go to ExtremeReunion.com, you can find me there. So, uh, And how's that working that, out? Is that, yeah. is, I'm sorry? Is that coming along good now? I, I you know. I mean, it's going well. Uh, we're, I mean, we're not trying to recreate ECW. We're just trying to give people a flavor of what it was like to have a, an experience at a live ECW event. Uh, I mean, we're not trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel, you know, there's, cause nowadays there's a lot of people who only know ECW through YouTube and, you know, the rise and fall of ECW. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they, they, they were too young to go to an ECW event. So you can come to an extreme rising event and see, you know, kind of get a, a, a sense of flavor of what it was like to go back in the day. Right. Well, now let's get to the important stuff. Tommy, you have a porn story for us. Yes. Well, uh, the guy who's on the cover of Community College, uh, John Dean, he plays Johnny 300 in it. At the end of the movie, I don't feel like I'm giving anything away here. He has a tattoo of my face on his leg, like a real tattoo. We wrote it in the script, thought it would be funny, actually got it done. Years years later, started doing porn. So my face is now in porn without even being in porn. I didn't pull the Sky Schwartz and just kind of walked in the background (laughs) porn. I got my face tattooed on my friend's leg, and uh, that, and he did a porn with Gina Lynn, and there was and she did our medication movie, and I would go up to her, I go, hey, yeah, I remember me? And she's like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, you know, my face was right next to my uh, friend's leg when you were doing the the porn with when the gimmick, <laughs> the, the gimmick happened, which uh, I've just learned gimmick means everything. Yeah, you know, Tommy's <laughs> Tommy's a wrestling fan, but uh, I've. I've I find myself using wrestling lingo in my everyday uh, re- talk, so I'll mm-hmm. use wrestle speak, and then like I'll have to uh, interpret for myself. You know? I'm real big in learning all this stuff. I've I've learned Mark. That was like a year ago. I learned that. You know, I'm still right? not sure of the kayfabe. I've, yeah, I've kind of get that. <laughs> kind of kayfabe on the kayfabe. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I get it. I get it now. We're good, guys. We're good. <laughs> Meanie, a little off track here, but does. Does hearing like normal people use wrestle speak annoy you? Nah, I mean, uh, I'm sure if I was a wrestler in the '70s, I'd be like, cut that out, <laughs> break your leg. But uh, nah, in this day and age, with the internet's and the interwebs and everybody's me's art, uh, I think I just blew Tommy's mind speaking carny in front of him. But uh, uh, which we call it? Uh, nah, it doesn't bother me. Uh, uh, you know what doesn't annoy me uh, in this day and age where a, a fan, a.k.a. a Mark, <laughs> will uh, try to use the word Mark to degrade another Mark. Where uh, Am I allowed to swear on here? Oh, sure. Uh, like we were hoping instance, for it. <laughs> uh, like a wrestling fan who thinks he's much more smarter than <laughs> an average fan who go. Oh, look at all these fucking marks. It's like, dude, you're a fucking mark. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like they're trying to put each other down. But you know, I mean, if it wasn't for marks, yeah, you know, hey, I'm a mark. You know, so I'm a blue meanie mark. Yeah, and I'm a yeah. Tommy. <laughs> I actually so, think so, that when you really get invested in wrestling, even if you are a quote unquote smart fan, you're gonna mark out. And and right. if if the performers are doing their job, you should be marking out, and it shouldn't matter. Right, and it's nothing to be ashamed of, and it's. And that, that's the only thing that, that annoys me when it comes to, like, insider lingo. You know, when a mark will, you know, try to put down another wrestling fan as a mark or they'll go, oh, that guy's such a fucking mark. <laughs> so what? You know, I mean, that's what we're all here for, you know. 
yeah. I guess there's kind of levels though. I mean, like, I mean, just not in just wrestling, but I, I've some people who are just like super, super fans where it's like scary. Yeah. You know, <laughs> obsessive sort of thing, you know, like get a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> like they're collecting the wrestling belts and stuff. Uh, well, if I had the money, I'd probably well, I'd probably get the real belts. I wouldn't get these uh, replicas. Uh, listen, I love the replica. I was I'm supposed to get yes. the Intercontinental white replica before I came back. But the thing is, uh, <laughs> I would never wear it to a, a match. No. You know, <laughs> I'm not the champion of the audience. As if Vince McMahon goes, and that fan in the crowd looks really great with that belt. I think I'm going to hire him. I think I'm going to hire him, and it becomes like one of those moments where you know they pull the fan out of the crowd and. Like that movie Rock Rockstar or whatever, and he pulls the lookalike out of the crowd and gives him the mic and lets him sing, you know. That's yeah. so. Isn't there a chick with a dick in that movie? <laughs> yes, yeah. there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> Speaking of porn. <laughs> she in walks Man, over and version, you have the guy who does porn, his dick gets pierced in the movie. Yes. For Fancy. shoot. Let's talk about Mancation. Uh, uh, where can people get this one again? Uh, October 9th, that will be in stores, Walmart, uh, Best Buy, uh, BestBuy.com, Amazon.com, Redbox, iTunes, uh, pretty much everywhere. All right. And where is the, the address again? Because, you know, sometimes people aren't writing it down. Oh, right. I hear it. You, you you can go – like each movie has their separate site, uh, MancationMovie.com. But it, we have an umbrella website, WastedApples.com. Why is it Wasted Apples? What does that mean? Uh, years, years ago, I made a movie called Wasted Apples, uh, and I've always liked the title. And, uh, since the movie never really went anywhere because I was, you know, right out of high school and it, uh, we would never put it out. Uh, I've used that website as kind of my main umbrella site and I've just kept the name. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is that a good story? <laughs> good surfs. Could have been, Tommy, been uh, with, with a movie like Mancation, I know you said that you wanted to cast wrestlers and boy band members. Is that uh, how you got uh, Joey Fatone involved? Well, see, here's the, I mean, we with with community college, we had Rich Cronin and Blue Meanie, mm-hmm. you know. And after that, we made a, a movie called Booted, where we had Jim Neville, Neidhart, and Meanie, but no boy band member, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Miss December has Al Snow and Blue Meanie, but no boy band member. So I guess we kind of went back to the community college thing with bringing Joey in and Joey was uh, friends with Rich and that's how we kind of got him. Uh, so, I mean, and Tommy dreamers in that as well. Yes. Oh, right. Of course. But, uh, not to say I forgot, but I just wanted to bring the boy man first. I was going to get, oh, I, know, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I know. I got to look out for my friends. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like, uh, boy bands are always great, you know, but there's more wrestlers than boy band members. So you can only hit that well so many times. Yeah. There's a, a ratio you, you got trying to keep. So. Yeah. I don't know. There's a pretty deep bench there. If you go back to some of the obscure nineties bands, yeah. who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> So what's what's Mancation about? And Blue Meanie, what do you do in this movie? Uh, Mancation, uh, I'm pretty much the uh, head bouncer at a uh, strip club that the uh, the fellows go to for a, uh, a bachelor party, uh, and uh, as well as Tommy Dreamer, he is the uh, the club DJ, and uh, it, it pretty much sets up the beginning of the movie where uh, the fellows go out for a uh, a bachelor party, and uh, the one that gentleman uh, get married uh comes home one day and finds out his uh wife in uh, in bed with another woman so uh <laughs> and that's when the uh, the whole exploits of the vacation begins because you know the friends are like screw this we're going to atlantic city you know let's uh you know let's uh, you know 
He chased after the girl he should have married. Right. Which right. is Danica McKellar from Wonder Years. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, uh, Pick we, your jaw up off the floor. Yes. I know. I've seen pictures of her in the past couple of years. Fantastic. And she's a math whiz. Yeah, we yes, definitely. We went from you know community college having you know donkey lips and Sky Schwartz in the movie to Danica McKellar, Mike Starr, and Joey Fatone. Not knocking donkey lips, I love the man, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I think he'd agree, and there's, he has agreed. There's a certain limitation to donkey lips, a certain threshold. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, let's go way back. When, um, how did you get interested in film? Were you one of those guys with a little camcorder when you were younger? And what kind of schooling? What is the journey that took you to where you are now? Um, when I was like 11 years old, I had this wrestling dummy. And we would videotape ourselves wrestling him and cutting promos and stuff like that. And eventually, you know, uh, we stopped doing the wrestling and started redoing sketches that we saw on Mad TV when Mad TV was good. Uh, and then started writing our own things, doing that sort of stuff, and just kept trying to make movies. And we learned that way. I um, I went to school, uh, community college, and I dropped out. Uh, it wasn't really my, my bag. They just told you how to technically say the words. Uh, and whereas I really kind of just taught myself and knew how to do things. And we, you know, um, we learned by doing. And we made community college, made a lot of mistakes there, and then started making, you know, Miss December and uh, Mancation with a couple people I've actually met from college. So let's talk about Miss December. I'm excited about this whole thing with Kevin Smith. I mean, that's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I marked out for Kevin Smith at a uh, young age. You know, I always. <laughs> You know, I watched Clerks, Small Rats, Chasing Amy. Those movies were so, so good. I would always go to Red Bank, New Jersey and see all his films at the, the film festivals. And you know, I always thought, you know, I really want to make movies with Kevin Smith. I always want to do this. And, you know, being a guy from New Jersey, I always got the, oh, you just want to be Kevin Smith. You just want to be Kevin Smith. And, like, I shied away from it for a couple of years. But when we made Miss December, there was a part that we thought would be great for Brian O'Halloran. And we had mutual friends, so we – put him in the movie and all that stuff. The, the movie was called Calendar Girl for a while. We played festivals, did well, won Best Comedy, Best Feature and stuff like that. And when we got a film rep, uh, they were going through Phase 4. And Phase 4 is putting out movies with Kevin Smith this year. And, you know, it was like it's just a no-brainer. You know, we, we pitched it to Kevin and his, his camp liked it. And they're putting it out in November. And we're super stoked. Like that 15-year-old me that loved Kevin Smith movies is like geeking out, marking out pretty heavy on it. Tell me about the, pretty much like, you know, the night in uh, ECW, I'm standing there and uh, McFoley comes up to me and goes, Hey, Meanie, I got, I got an idea for you for my farewell from ECW before I go to the WWE. And I'm sitting there going, is this really happening? So, (laughs) I mean, uh, I could definitely uh, relate on, uh, on the, on that level, you know, where you get to work with somebody uh, you idolized, you know, or we're heavily influenced by. Uh, speaking of Mick Foley, I'm making a documentary with him right now called I Am Santa Claus, where he uh, is going to portray Santa Claus for the first time uh, with us. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Nice segue. I like how you act like you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Do tell. No, but actually, I don't know, so I want to know more. Tell me about this. Oh, uh, I'm currently nine months into shooting a documentary called I Am Santa Claus, where we follow around people who portray Santa Claus and see what they do in the off season. You know, that's great. Who, whose lap is your child sitting on? <laughs> and you you welcome into the world. Speaking of porn, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I went there. Uh... Get your mind out of the gutter, meanie. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, 
Mick has always loved Christmas. He had a Christmas room. He talked about it all the time in his books. Uh, he, he put out a Christmas book. He's putting out a new Christmas book come October 1st. I believe so. Um, a Miserable Christmas, which I love puns. So uh, he is going to get his own Christmas suit. He's hopefully going to bleach his hair white, take a class on how to become Santa Claus, and uh, do that in New Hampshire. So uh, we're hoping. You know, Who knows? You can't write these things. And uh, as somebody who uh, traveled with Mick, uh, I can attest to his love for uh – his, his love for Christmas because it would be July and we'd be driving through Arizona and an Arizona desert and he'd uh, be like, hey, uh, you mind if I uh, put on some music? And he'd pop in a Nat King Cole tape of him singing, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. So I'm just like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mick's uh, hardcore. When it, I mean, not only hardcore wrestling, but he's hardcore Christmas. So that's just kind of cool, you know. It works. It's nothing that has to be forced. We just we knew he really liked Christmas, so this was a perfect fit for him and a perfect fit to make a documentary and still put wrestlers in it. Yes. Another guy that traveled with Mick a lot was Al Snow, and he pops up in, in Miss December, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, is gonna... that just another one of those things where you know you guys know him? So, Yeah, Al's been my best friend for the last uh... – 18, 19 years. Uh, when I went to his wrestling school, he was as my going to his wrestling school was my version of going to college. So uh, leaving the nest and uh, being on my own and trying to stay out of trouble without you know the fear of my uh, grandparents or and parents you know looking over my shoulder. He uh, helped keep me in check, and you know, and I I was missing certain holidays and missing my family. Him and his family took me in, so he's been my friend for the last eighteen years. And to introduce him to uh, Tommy, you know, and Al's getting into acting as well. And the, you know, to be in the movie with Al and Tommy, you know, uh, it was very cool. Yeah, he's funny. His Twitter cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> now, was that a case of you had a part written already and thought it would be good for Al, or vice versa? Well, is we had we had a couple parts that were like you know one day you know somewhere mm-hmm. someone would come in and just knock it out of the park and he was already at Monster Mania which is a convention in town. Corbin yeah. Burnson was in there the same thing and he's in the movie as well. Uh, but um, you know, Meanie was like, you know, Al's in town. You should get him in the movie. And I was like, that sounds like an excellent plan. Yeah. So Actually, you I believe Meanie pretty much is our. I guess Booker for our uh, wrestling <laughs> actress. I'm the uh, conciliary uh, between the wrestlers and uh, Tommy. You know? Yeah. So you filmed it. What'd you do? You just t- you filmed it the weekend of Monster Mania. Yeah, yeah. Right before he did uh, his signing, we went to uh, NBC Studios in Philadelphia and shot his scene with uh, Doug Shimel, who's a NBC reporter in Philly, and it was it was great. Al Al nailed it. That's fantastic. We, you mentioned Al's Twitter account, and I, I don't want to let go past that without mentioning the Blue Meanie's Twitter account, which, if I'm correct, is the Blue Meanie with an extra E. Yeah, because some jerk stole the Blue Meanie. Oh, so man. I, if I, I'm going to start a Kickstarter page so I can get some airfare <laughs> and fly over and beat him up and get the game <laughs> back. Uh, so some kid in England has the Blue Meanie and doesn't tweet. Uh-huh. And I could be. Beals fan. Huh? It's probably a Beals fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a jerk, He's a jerk, and I'm going to uh, smash his thumbs. Now, uh, the whole Blue Meanie thing, I mean, besides the Beatles, a uh, little piece of useless knowledge. Uh, when I was in, in England, uh, one of the people told me that the Blue Meanie was actually a nickname for a piece of currency during uh, you know, some of the hard times, you know, and mm-hmm. – 
you know, you're scrounging your money up and you're like, ah, I guess, you know, the color of the currency was blue. So it's like, ah, I guess spent my last blue meanie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the blue meanie became a, uh, a phrase for the cops. And then, you know, the Beatles picked it up and, you know, made it, you know, their uh, arch nemesis in the Yellow Submarine. So, so you should do it. You should do a gimmick with DiBiase then. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> when, when did you first start using the blue meanie and what was the, did somebody give that to you as a suggestion or did you come up with that? Yeah, Raven gave it to me. Uh, wow. When uh, I initially debuted in ECW in October of 95, uh, but that debut got scrapped because that's the night Terry Funk got set on fire with McFoley and uh, the tapes mysteriously disappeared and never made air. So I had to re-debut uh, the following month at November to remember 95. And in between that month, uh, you know, I'd been teaming with Stevie and Raven because they had the idea for a lackey for a lackey. And, uh, uh, we were coming in, we we're driving from Pittsburgh for my friend, Norm Connors. Uh, we had wrestled, we were trying to gimmick and uh, we're driving home from Pittsburgh to Raven's house. Cause the next day we're going to do a show and he's pitching me hard on this. He's like, ah, kid, you ever see that uh, movie? Uh, the yellow summary? I was like, yeah, when I was a kid. And he's like, Oh, well, the ever, you remember the blue me? I was like, uh, vaguely. He's like, Oh, well, when we go home, I'm going to go to Blockbuster. We're going to rent it. We're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You remind me of this character, the blue meanie. You, you want to paint your whole body blue, but uh, just do your hair for now. And he's pitching me. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, I, just want this, <laughs> I just want this opportunity. So uh, we go to his house. He rents the uh, Yellow Submarine. Uh, I watch. And he has me study it. And uh, I remember why I didn't remember the Yellow Submarine because you pretty much have to be impaired to even <laughs> enjoy it. I mean uh, – but uh, I watched it and studied it, and uh, you know Raven was excellent with promos. And, uh, this is where he helped me with you know where he helped me with wrestling promos, and this also helped me in acting because sometimes if you go off script, you have to improvise, or you know in the in the course of a wrestling match, if something goes doesn't go to plan, you have to improvise. So Raven would have me sit there, and he would throw out a topic, and I would have to do a, a interview promo right there on the spot on whatever topic, you know, he would say, uh, toilet paper. And I would do a promo about toilet paper or, you know, any random topic. So, uh, yeah, Raymond, do a promo on community college. Uh, community college. (laughs) Excellent film in which, uh, several young men. Okay. Now Mancation. Uh, Mancation. Miss December. uh, (laughs) You're derailing me. Porno. Did chair shots for getting to me. Uh, (laughs) porno, uh, that's just a, uh, a thought I'd like to keep to myself. But, uh, yeah, uh, Raven gave me the uh, the Blue Meanie character, and uh, I went from what he wanted, and it morphed into what I am, which basically my uh, my own persona turned up to 11, as they like to say in Spinal Tap. <laughs> when you went over to the WWE, I guess it was WWF at the time, I know they paired yes. you up with Goldust for a while, and they sort of changed your gimmick, but did they talk to you ever about completely overhauling it and not calling you the Blue Meanie? Uh, when I was up now, well, yes and no. Uh, when I initially went up there, you know, they asked me, you know, if I own my gimmick, and they they wrote it into the contract that I had, you know, the gimmick's mine, so if I ever left, they can't keep it or whatever but there was a period where they asked me to you know they asked me to lose weight and i was like sure so uh i lost 160 pounds and uh they sent me down to memphis and uh when i went down to memphis i tried you know a couple different ideas you know and 
know, the, the band at the time that was popular was Smash Mouth. And for some reason, I, I was like, uh, and the movie Swingers was out. So I kind of was thinking of trying to do a gimmick between a, a mix up between the guy from Smash Mouth and Vince Vaughn and Swingers kind of thing. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, I had to go back to Philly from Memphis because my grandma got sick with cancer. Oh. And, uh, as I was coming out of the, uh, intensive care unit, that's when I got a call from Bruce Pritchard that I was getting fired. So, oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. Did you get as far? Did you have a name? A little dig at them. They fired me, you know, when my grandma was dying from cancer. But, uh, uh, there, you know, that was probably the one and only time, uh, they had to ask me, you know, to, you know, the, not to directly change it, but to turn it into something that Vince could, you know, say he created and, uh, you know, own because I owned my own character. Yeah. So if they get a royalty check, you know, they, you know, their cut was a little bit less. That where if they gave me a character as WWE owned and controlled, they can push it to the moon. So uh, uh, that was one and only time uh, I pretty much almost changed my character for WWE. Did it get to a point where you actually had a new name, at least uh, thought no, of? No, I was, uh, I was teaming with Jim Danville Nightheart down yeah. in Memphis, and we were uh, tag champs. And then we did an angle where we turned on each other and, you know, all that rigmarole. Uh, but, uh, and then William, William Regal came in and, you know, Jim, uh, had to go away for a little bit, but, uh, yeah, then now they, they didn't officially give me a name. I was thinking of names, uh, none I can remember off the top of my head right <laughs> now, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was always open to change, you know, as long as, you know, it gave me an opportunity to apply my trade. So mm-hmm. Tommy, here's what I think people are always interested in hearing about all the things that go wrong on a movie set. Uh, do you have any stories of things that didn't go right, things that didn't work out, or things that started to derail and what you ended up with was better than what you started with because of it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I do have a, a Jim the Animal Nightheart story that was kind of, I guess in a way that was a little weird. Uh, we, were, we were shooting a movie called Booted that will be out hopefully next sometime next year. Uh, and uh, we were driving him to set. And uh, he wanted – it was like we're going to a strip club and it was 3 o'clock in the morning. So we went to CVS. He went all the way in the back of the uh, room, ripped open, ripped open two 5-hour energy drinks, downed them and goes, ah, these are sour. We're not paying for them and left. <laughs> Which that reminds me an awful lot of a, of a story with uh, – I don't know if you guys remember a guy named Johnny Canine. He was a, uh enhancement talent back in the 90s and he wound up working in uh, – Smoky Mountain Wrestling as a Bruiser Bedlam, and he would like just randomly walk into a Kmart, take off his flip flops, put down a new flare pair of flip flops on the ground, put his feet in them, break the tabs, and walk out. And people would be like, "Hey, uh, you got paid for those?" He's like, "No, Sandy says okay." You know, Sandy Scott. You know, the you know he would say the name of the booker or promoter and just walk out. And people would be so confused by the time they figure it out. He was in his car and you know long gone with a new pair of flip flops. You know. Uh. <laughs> I bet you have a thousand stories of being on the road, though, with people like Mick Foley and, and you know, with Tommy Dreamer and Al Snow. Oh, Al and one time me, Al, and Tori, uh, she was with X-Pop for a second. Okay. She, mm-hmm. uh, she DX was Tori, not, uh, not. Right, 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 right. Uh, we were driving. <laughs> we're doing, it was after a show and we're driving and we're, we, it's, uh, we wanted to get some food. So we go to a drive through and, you know, we, we, you know, hello, can we take your order? So we get, uh, Tori 
or her real name's Terry, whatever. Uh, she you now starts ordering these burgers, all like smoky and seductive, because she has like kind of that deep raspy voice. And you know, you know, they'll say to order, all right, drive around, and we would have her hop in the back seat and throw uh, some duct tape on her mouth and you know tie her wrists together, so we would get there, pay for the food, get our food, and be like. You didn't see anything, and we would drive <laughs> off. And we, we just take off, and we were like, "Let's see how long before the cops start following us." You know, <laughs> you know, just uh, random stuff like that, or you know, uh, just random pull random ribs on Al. Uh, one time oh uh, we were wrestling up in, I want to say Connecticut or whatever, and uh, we drive back to the hotel. We check in. I realized I had left. You know, some of my gear in the car, and we're leaving out the next morning. I'm flying back to Philly, he's flying to Ohio. So I'm like, hey, yeah, give me your uh, car keys. I got to go get my bag out of your, your, your trunk or whatever. So he gave me the car keys. I go to get my stuff out of the car, and I was like, oh, there's the, uh, the, the old car stereo. So I turn on the car, crank the volume up all the way possible, turn it off, go back to the room, hand the keys. You know, I try, I retire for the night, you know, turn my phone off. Uh, wake up the next morning, get on the shuttle bus, go to the airport. I don't even bother turning my phone until I get back to Philly and <laughs> check my voicemail. And there's a message with Al, and he didn't even bother turning the radio down. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on the car, the radio's blasting, he jumps, he dials the phone, he goes, Meanie, you son of a bitch. And you just hear the music blaring in the background, and he hangs up on me. <laughs> So that's, that was a nice little rib to pull on him, like six o'clock in the morning when those way to the airport. Oh God, that is so great. Those are great stories. I mean, I'll tell you, the fast food one is is got to be my favorite fast food rib story that doesn't involve Jim Cornette or Ken Patera. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. All right, let's do some plugs again. And I know Tommy, I know you said you're not excellent at this, but we got it. We got to get these plugs in here and make sure he's, people he's know what you can find. Uh, he's far too modest. His, his movies are, are really good and. Uh, if you get a chance to check him out, uh, if you like him, tell a friend. If you hate him, tell an enemy. So <laughs> just uh, Tommy won't toot his own horn, but I'm going to toot it for him. Uh, definitely check out WastedApples.com. Check out all his movies. And if you're, you're a fan of independent movies, you'll be a fan of his. And and you can find a lot of clips online. You can find clips on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if everything's all linked from Wasted Apples. You know, I mean, with WastedApples.com, there's CommunityCollegeSucks.com, ManCationMovie.com. We're all on Facebook if you type any of the movies that we mentioned. How about your Twitter? Plug your Twitter. At RockHardKilla with an A. With a karaoke fantastic. name. Tommy's infamous for going to karaoke. And uh, right when the lyrics would kick in, kick in Instead of singing as a normal human being would, do, being would do, he would just start screaming the lyrics to the point. <laughs> and like maybe 30 seconds in, people start throwing their ashtrays at him just because he was doing like an Andy Kaufman type, you know, style, you know, karaoke to where he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. And I went one night and I was just so awesome to watch these people get startled. You know, they weren't expecting him to, you know, just Sam Kinnison in the lyrics at them, you know, so. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, he's at, at Rock Hard Killer. And, and we got to plug yours more because people have to go onto your Twitter account and watch you apologize to public restrooms. I uh, I need to make a, an, an app for that, like a crap app. <laughs> you know, well, uh, tell tell everybody funny. about this because this is one of my favorite things about your Twitter feed, which is incredibly funny. Uh, 
I, well, I'm incredibly immature. Uh, I'm 39, but physically, uh, but mentally, I am 13. So if you tell like the most intriguing, well thought out joke, I might giggle. But if you throw a couple poops and farts in there, I'm on the floor. So, um, long story short, uh, you know, I, you know, if I happen to go use public facilities, uh, I tend to apologize to them immediately on Facebook and Twitter. I'll go sorry and post where I'm at because you normally, uh, I feel bad for anybody who has to, you know, uh, do the old follow up act on me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't do my own house because if I did my own house, I would have to update my, my, uh, my media package on my cell phone. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, if you, if you follow me on Twitter at the blue meanie, T H E E blue meanie. And, uh, if you subscribe to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Brian dot Heffron, uh, I will definitely blow up your Twitter feeds while I'm blowing up the bathroom. This is so, so funny to like other people are like, you know, on my Twitter, I say funny things. I'm, uh, I say nice thoughts. Da, da, da. If you want to know where I pooped, Follow me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you want the real shit. <laughs> I love how that just happened organically. Yes. <laughs> yes. Has anyone ever Look shown up? Poop. Have you ever had any marks show up and they're outside the stall looking at you? Uh, luckily, I, I, I've, I've hightailed it out of there. I usually try to keep it to a single stall or like Dunkin' Donuts or something. But, uh, I mean, because Dunkin' Donuts keeps America running. That's right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, it's just very organic and very <laughs> random. It's like a drive-by shooting. There, yeah, sh- shooting the Santa Claus movie, I've seen uh, the legs of a stall with Santa Claus uh, pooping. <laughs> it's just quite funny to see Red Pants, a series of them all lined up. <laughs> Doing their uh, business. Well, growing up in South... Ulog. Yeah. <laughs> That's my poop poop humor. Uh, hey, Tommy, <laughs> do you have, moving forward for future projects, do you have a, a wish list of any kind for, for wrestlers that you want to get in your films? Uh, yeah, well, you know, growing up, I, uh, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. You know, I would love to do that. Um, I could see, uh, you know, I get all, all the big ones, I guess, like Bret Hart. I, we... Oh, I want to work with Chris Jericho. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's a thing. You know, I'm a huge Miz fan right now. Uh, I'd love to get him in something. Hopefully, I might be able to for the Santa. I'm just rambling right now. But no, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, Diesel. We tried to get Scott Hall, but he wanted too much money. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long story. And Meanie was saying that he may not even show up if he. Well, <laughs> part subject to change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Instead of Rich Ramon, we got a uh, Jimmy Yeah. Just that. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> and uh, Jim showed up, all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's some stories. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I you know, when I was a kid, I had, I, I did, I got a piece of paper and I cut out all my favorite wrestlers. It was like Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. I think I had Razor Ramon, Diesel, Shawn Michaels. Did I say Bret Hart? And a Macho Man. You yeah. Know what I mean? I had Macho Man's number in my phone, but I, I don't know if it really was his. I got off IMDb Pro. Wow. Yeah, he would have been fantastic. God, he was great in, in Spider-Man and everything else I've ever seen him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's. I mean, he's influenced so many people. I really, really want to work with Jake the Snake, but like everyone's nervous. I, I'm, a friend of mine's uh, Barry Balstein, and he's got some great. He did Beyond the Mat. He's oh, sure, some, yeah. He's got some great Jake the Snake stories. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, just in the movie, are there yeah. are nothing but great Jake the Snake stories. Yeah, the stories are what's in the movie. I'm sorry, it's not like anything. Yeah, it's not anything secretive. No, I'm just joking. No, he's yeah. Not, I mean, if he's got anything worse, I'd hate to hear it. Nothing worse. It's just like they would just do impressions of him a lot. It's, just, it's good stuff. But uh, yeah, Jake the Snake. I, I've always kind of like I I I wrote Community College, and I'm you know doing directing the Santa Claus movie. You know, Derek Lindemann wrote the other ones. Uh, but I, I've been trying to write this scripted movie, and I always have a small part for Jake the Snake, but I just know in the back of my head it will never happen. Because mm. I guess I'm just nervous to him not to show up. Let me ask you this, Meanie. Who would yeah. you like to act with, you know, acting-wise? And, you know, what are the wrestlers? Who have you worked with in the ring that you'd, you'd like to perform with in front of the camera, you know, as, a, as an actor? Wow, that's, that's great. I mean, uh... Off the top of my head, jeez, uh, uh, actor present or uh, in history? We can go with either. We can go with both. Uh, well, as far as wrestlers, uh, the person I always want to wrestle is beautiful Bobby Eaton. But uh, you know, and have you know Bobby the Brain Heenan be my manager. Oh my god! But uh, as far as acting, yeah, another name that would be great for uh, Tommy to me would be. Uh, Matthew of the South, Jimmy Hart, you know, yeah. if, if you yeah. could ever get him, I, I could definitely see him because Jimmy Hart is like the most professional guy you'd ever want to work with. And, uh, I was fortunate. He booked me on a couple shows here and there. And, uh, I think he would be great, be great for the movies or, or anything Tommy could write. You know, he, he, he's just a down to earth guy, uh, sweetheart of a character, you know, in the ring and, you know, and out of the ring. So, uh, off the top of my head, uh, I would love to do something with uh, Matt South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. He, can make, he can put the movie poster on his uh, airbrush jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he would be uh, he would be great. I, I think Hogan. As much as that sounds like a generic answer, like the first first CD I bought was Hulk Hogan's WCW CD in the big oh, booth, whatever they're yeah. called. So I, I I think that would be uh, who I'd want. But oh you know, God, did you did you listen to it a lot? Hell, I could play it for you right now. <laughs> oh man, I, I I know that I know the CD you're talking about. This is the one with like with the Hulk. <laughs> I am check out the Python, baby. Oh my God, check out the Hulk, brother. <laughs> I am scared with the ease you pulled that up. <laughs> where, where did you have that on? Is that on your it's phone? It's on this laptop. I'm staring at it right now. Hulkster wow. in heaven. <laughs> this one, this is great. Let let him break it down. Let's hear this. Uh, make it stop. This is this is a sad story. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. I, it's I got, about a, a, a Hulkamaniac that passes away. It's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's wrap things up with Community College. You've got Miss December and you've got Mancation. There's also a couple others on the horizon. A lot of great stuff. WastedApples.com is where you can find everything. Am I correct? Correct. All right. Well, Tommy Avalone, 
the Blue Meanie. Thank you both so much for talking to us. Oh, thanks for having us. It's been a blast. Let's uh, let's uh, Hulk Hogan play us out. All right. Oh, he's got. Sorry. This isn't me in the bathroom, by the way. <laughs> I should have picked a better song. He's having a lot of trouble with it. Horrible. for having us. I appreciate it. WasteApples.com at RockHardKiller with an A. Peace out, everyone. This is brutal. <laughs> Why do you have this? Dead to the bone. That's Jimmy. Jimmy is is an excellent singer, by the way. He's a pro. Yeah, no, he's he's got a. And they did Thunder in Paradise, and I love that. The song. Yeah, Thunder in Paradise, lightning striking twice. (laughs) Why do you know that? (laughs) Mess with thunder, and you pay the price. Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) All right. No, seriously, Jimmy. well, he was with the Gentries, which was a real group. Jimmy has a, a real background he in music. Knocked, he legitimately knocked the Beatles out for the number one spot, Ooh. him and his band. So, that, I mean. With a chair? No, with a song. <laughs> <laughs> back, back, back in your day, before, you know, the, 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 the internets and all that stuff, there was a thing called singles, and they would put out records. I know, singlets, you know, and then the records, and they smash them in the head. Yes. Oh, that was a stretch, sorry. But, uh, yes. So uh, you knocked the Beatles off. You're, you're the blue meanie. You got the yellow submarine connection. Did you ever bring this up to Jimmy? Oh, I, I will now. And then next time I see him, which is hopefully someday soon, you know, because I love being around the guy, I will bring that up. Fantastic. All right, guys. Enjoy the night. We will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful night, and goodbye to everybody. Thank you for listening. Say Thank goodbye you. to the blue guy. So you want to wrestle, huh? You're too little. We got ushers bigger than you. Leave. I got to take a crap. Don't you see? Your skills plus my skills in the ring. Tag team. Howard Patrols is John Triton. What are you doing up there? Staying away from you. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? What's that smell? Guess will be one empty seat When I wrestle at Wimbledon I used to tear my shirt But now you tore my heart I knew you were a Hulkamaniac Right from the very start Right from the start You were my friend This is not good
You know we'll win this fight. I wish you were here at ringside to cheer me on tonight. The spotlight now grows dim, and now it's not on me. The prayers we said together are still our guarantee. How do you pronounce your last name? Avalone. Avalone. Okay, that is very interesting. That is my uh, it's my wife's maiden name, and her family's from uh, from Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I talked to my mother in law. We couldn't figure out anybody that uh, that that we would know. So if we're if she's related to you, it's very distantly. But uh, in her family, there's like eight pronunciations of that last name. So that's why I wanted to make sure I asked. Yeah, I mean, you know, Italian people—they—they say Avalone, they say Avalone, Avalon, you know. Yeah, I get I get Avalone a lot, but you know, what are you gonna do? All right, all right, we have two fantastic guests on the line. We're we're talking to Tommy Avalone. Is it Avalone? Avalone? I damn it! <laughs> hey, Aval- what are you doing? E. I'll put a lot of E's here. Hey, I'm the one who gets hit in the head with chairs. I should be <laughs> yeah. having this kind of brain. <laughs> 
Oh my god, a four post massacre! No one can survive this! 